Good morning, everyone. If you you can open your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter eight, and we'll get there in a moment. I don't actually know that little baby, but it's something I came across. It's pretty cool. We um we we shared earlier, Raf shared earlier about our purpose sort of statement and our strategic priorities and I, I just wanted to bring them up now at the beginning and just to, to start things off and, and to let you know that we exist and our purpose is to give everyone in Montmorency Community Church and its wider community the opportunity to know and follow Jesus and our priorities to do that is through blessing, belong, believe and become. And as Raf said, we're going to look at for three weeks uh, today and the next couple of Sundays uh, at what it means to belong, what it means to belong to Christ, what it means to belong to each other in the body of Christ and what it means to belong in our community. And as we grab it and grasp a deeper understanding of what it means to belong, we pray that God will impact on our lives as we strive towards our purpose. Uh, as you look up in the dictionary, um, Raf got me onto that a number of years ago and we come across a few different meanings of belong but uh, mostly, mostly you'll find this meaning to be the property of or possession of um, and member of an organisation or club. To have a sense of belonging it usually provides these sort of feelings, feelings of identity, security, purpose, unity and responsibility. I've grown up in a, in, and sort of been involved in sporting clubs uh, for a lot of my life. Probably looking at me thinking, really? Uh, that was sort of like BC, before children. Yeah. Mostly a cricket clubs, and you know one of the the features of being in a cricket club is that you everything you wear so it has a logo on it, and it and it, it's telling other people about where you belong, which club you belong to, the the ovals that you train on and, and play at, uh, the events that you go to, the the club rooms that you associate yourself with, uh, uh, identifying you with the club that you belong to. Uh, it, it attracts all sorts of different uh, different people. These uh, these clubs and sporting clubs alike. Uh, the the cricket club. We had all sorts of people with all sorts of backgrounds, but they all had something in common: love cricket, love to talk about cricket, love to play cricket at all different levels. Wanted to play their role. Wanted to win a grand final. My brother-in-law. You, most of you will know Luke. And a mate of ours, myself, where three of us are Melbourne Storm members in the rugby league. We sit along in the same seats at our home games. Uh, the last few years we've travelled up to Sydney because uh, the Melbourne Storm have played in three grand finals in a row. Uh, not the great sort of success rate that we would have liked, but uh, three years ago we went up for our first grand final in uh, 2016. We played the Cronulla Sharks cheats. <coughs> but it, not that you probably, I don't know if anyone knows much about rugby, but a bit's come out about Cronulla recently. Anyway, 
We were in this stadium. The stadium is full at ANZ Stadium there in Sydney. And it's the first time Cronulla has been in a grand final for uh, going to win a premiership for a very long time. They ended up winning that day. And we sat in a little pocket of, of purple, the storm colours, down at the southern end behind the goals. And as you looked around the ground, it was just blue and white, the Cronulla colours, uh, from the row next to us and it went right around the whole stadium. It was so easy to look around and identify with who people belong to, which club. This whole blue and white sea of people and this little pocket of purple down at the end. Across the world and especially in Australia, people love to identify themselves with sporting clubs. People go to all sorts of links and uh, and, and spend all sorts of money to sponsor and to be, and be members and be involved to belong. <coughs> but what then does it mean to belong to Christ? And you may have thought about this question quite a lot. You might have been a Christian most of your life. And I'm a Christian, I've been saved from my sins, I'm headed to heaven... That's what it's all about. I belong. But is there more to belonging than just that? Is there more to grasp about our identity and purpose than just that we're saved and headed to heaven? And we're going to look at that this morning and in the following couple of weeks. And we're going to start in Romans 8. I'm just going to pick up a few verses here, Romans 8, and we're going to start in verse 7. It says there, Romans 8, verse 7, The sinful mind is hostile to God, does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. These days we tend to sort of all be like PC. Not, not PC, John. I'm sure you're a great example we should be like you, but we like to be like peace, politically correct. We don't like to categorise people. We don't pick, put people into boxes. We might offend people. And some of that I sort of get and agree with, but, but this passage and scripture is so clear that they're no matter race or place of birth and skin colour and language spoken, there are only two categories of human beings. Those that belong to God and those that do not belong. There are only two categories, those that belong to God and those that do not belong. And when death comes or Jesus comes again 
you don't want to be the one who does not belong to God because scripture is so clear that those that deny God, those that do not place their faith in Jesus as their saviour that there is eternity in hell waiting so what is different about you so you sit here this morning you may say yeah I belong to God then what is different what distinguishes you from the world what's the difference between you who belong to God and you who do not belong you see in those first couple of verses in 7 and 8 the three things that are mentioned about those that do not belong to God it says they are hostile to God that do not submit to God's law and they cannot please God those three things are not just characterising a handful of people in the world it actually is the diagnosis of the human heart the way the the condition that we are all born into, separated from God. But verse 9, depending on your translation, it might say, but you, or you however, and it's indicating that there is a second group of people Although being born in the same position, there is a way to be different, a way to not be hostile to God, a way to submit to God and to please Him. And it's not about the family that you grew up in. It's not about the amount of churches that you went to or the type of church that you went to or the school you went to or a baptism you had as a baby. The difference, Paul says here, is that the Spirit of God lives in you. Verse 9 says you are controlled, you are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. The difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is that God through his Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. The word live or some translation you might have there is dwell. It's really important, really important. It's more than just sort of being there or just popping in, you know, as you do to the the shopping centre. Although sometimes we like to say that, you know, that person lives at the shop, so it's not really true. Or the football, you know, you go to the football but you don't live there. The word derives from the same word that we get house from. And the implication is that the Spirit of God is not present in you as if you were just a short stay or just a stopover. But he actually takes up residence in you. That this is where he lives. This is where the Spirit of God calls home in your life and with that comes a closeness, comes a connection a bond, a familiarity an influence if you invite someone into your home there's no doubt that after a certain period of time that they're going to have some sort of influence on you 
that you'll create some sort of relationship with them, a closeness with them, a bond. We recently had some visitors at our place. They uh, stayed for much longer than we expected and we wanted them to. Uh, in fact, it got, it got that bad. We actually had to um, exterminate them. <laughs> we had termites. And they influenced our house in a way which I didn't particularly like, actually. Uh, we got to know thousands of them. We came home one day with Mackenzie and Ava and as they usually do, they fight over who's going to go to the toilet first. So uh, they're all bustling at the back door as you go to open it and they came screaming back to the kitchen like, oh, Dad, you got to go look at this. Dad, Dad, they're everywhere, they're everywhere. And uh, we knew at the time we had termites in the wall there in our ensuite in the main bedroom, but I didn't know about this whole swarming thing. And I went up to the bathroom and I thought they were talking about the bathroom and I saw about eight or ten of these little things flying around. I'm like, oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Oh, well, let's just clean them up. No, Dad, the bedroom. Oh, my goodness. I went to the bedroom and there was this pillar this pillar of these things between our bed and the light. Nothing I've ever seen before and I shut the door and I panicked and I rang the bloke who we got a quote off recently and what do I do with these things? He said, don't worry about it, they die in a few minutes. And then what do I do? <laughs> and I've got to clean them up. <clears throat> they don't go away and die, they die there. If you belong to God, Know this today that the Spirit of God makes his home in you and lives in you. There's no second commitment needed. At the point of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes and resides in you and lives in you. And our lives are to be influenced, controlled by the Spirit, where to be aware of his presence, familiar with what the Spirit wants and align ourselves with what he wants. And it had me thinking this morning and questioning this week, questioning myself, how aware have I been that the Spirit lives in me? Do you grieve the one who has taken up residence in you? Or are you aware of his presence and desire a closeness to the spirit that he'd be in constant control of your life? I want to look at two things, two results when the Holy Spirit comes into your life at conversion. And they're mentioned here in verse 10 and then in verse 11. One is to do with the physical and one is to do with the spiritual. Romans 8 verse 10 says, But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. 
Our body is physical, it is mortal. And it is the similarity, one of the only similarities we have with people that do not belong to God is that our body will die, it will stop working. And this is a result of sin. But it says there, your spirit is made alive because of righteousness. And this is a direct result of the Holy Spirit coming into your life. What is righteousness? It says there, because of righteousness. Romans 1 says, uh, the verse just after what Raph shared in Romans 1.17 says that in the gospel, righteousness is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. It is the revealing of the very nature of who God is. That he is perfect, perfect in character, he's perfect in love, perfect in power, Forgiveness and grace and all of those things about who God is is revealed through Jesus and his life. And while our physical body will pass away and die, our spirit is made alive and we are made right with God. We are seen through the precious blood of Jesus and not as sinners who are dead, but a new creation, clean, pure and righteous. And we are spiritually connected to him eternally. Spiritually connected to him eternally. For now he lives in us through his spirit and after death the physical body will stop but our spirit will be where he is in his presence and in verse 11 speaks of the physical body and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you So our physical body will pass away. We, we recognise that it is mortal, it is perishable. But the spirit will raise us to life. We sang about that in that last song, the resurrection. 1 Thessalonians 5 talks about when the Lord will come down with a loud command and he will raise the dead in Christ first. United with your spirit, a new body, heavenly body, to be in his presence, worshipping him forever and ever. To belong to God is, is to know and experience his spirit living in us and because of that, our spirit is made alive and we belong to him and our physical bodies will be resurrected at the coming of Christ. What a promise that is. And this is the truth from God's word and this morning you may have heard all that before. But, this, but I want to just challenge you as I have been challenged that what does it mean today and into 2019? What impact is this going to have on our lives and our decisions and our behaviour? 
knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in you, that you belong to God. I want to just look at a couple of verses in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. We'll just finish with these few verses in a few moments. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 to 20. It says there, Do you not know? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you have from God? That the temple was the known place for the presence of God the holy of holies in the tabernacle and in the temple. It was the known place for where God dwelt, where he lived. And now scripture is telling us that your body has replaced that place for the holy of holies. Jesus, God has come through his Holy Spirit and living in you. Your body is the temple. Your body is the place where he dwells now, where he lives. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. If you put your car on eBay or whatever and put a price on it and someone comes and gives you the money, you grab your key or keys and they give you the money, you give them the keys, sign a bit of paperwork, it wouldn't be the right thing to do to keep a third copy of that key, would it? And the next week maybe pop around to where they live and, oh, I've just got to pop down to the shop, just going to grab that car that I sold you the other day. Sounds pretty stupid, doesn't it? Been bought at a price. You are not your own. Jesus died for our sins. His blood, his Death is the price that has been paid. And through his death, he met all the demands of God's perfect justice for sin. And when we receive salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit and we belong to him. We are his possession bought with a price the price was Jesus' death we are no longer ourselves we no longer belong to ourselves to do as we want with our body you are not your own you were bought at a price there is no one I can think of who better displays this attitude than the Apostle Paul. And in Philippians 1, verse 20, Paul was in prison and he was facing trial, most likely before Caesar in Rome. And death was imminent, very possible, a reality that could come. And he says this in verse 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage 
so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me, yet what shall I choose? I do not know, I am torn between the two, I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. As you read, just not those verses, but more about Paul's account and his testimony in life, he was one person who knew he was bought at a price, that his body was not his own to do with whatever he pleased to do. I'm not saying Paul was perfect in any way, but he knew he was a possession of Jesus, that he belonged to God. He knew what it meant to belong. You are not your own, you are bought at a price. Therefore, it says, therefore, honour God with your body. Because of this truth, Jesus gave his life. Jesus gave his life. He paid the price. You've accepted it. Believe by faith. The Holy Spirit has come into your life. You belong to God. You belong. But you are not your own now. You're his possession. That's what it means to belong. Therefore, honour God with your body. 2019 is just a few weeks old. It's a month old. But how are you going with honouring God with your body? What sort of places have you been to already this year? What have you allowed your mind to consume your body to consume what are your thoughts when you hear that you are not your own I mean instantly the the world these days to say something like that it puts a defensive mechanism up how dare you say that you are not your own my prayer is that it stirs your heart to surrender all to Jesus. That it stirs your heart to surrender all to him. That your life will display someone who has grasped and understood what it means to belong to God. That you are not your own. You are his possession because you've been bought at a price. Father God, we come before you and just give thanks. I want to thank you that that Jesus came to serve, not to be served, and he came to die for our sins and make a way that we can be in a relationship with you, that we can belong to you, that we can call you our Father 
and know that we will spend eternity with you. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be encouraging each one of us, that we would be aware of your presence in us day by day. To be aware that our life should be displaying someone who belongs to you, who knows that we are your possession. Lord, I pray this this will be really this will just be real for us this week and in this year. Changing us and making us more like Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.